when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Hey there, how's everybody doing? Thanks for being here. Sari Delamont, the attorney whisperer with you today. And before we get going, as always, I'm going to read a review. I just loved the title of this review from Stephen L. This is at Trial Guys. He said, she just speaks to me, man. (laughs) Dude. I'm so glad I speak to you. Uh, He says, this is a great trial book. The social psychology insights are priceless. It's a no BS way to treat your jury and yourself. I also religiously listen to the FHTH podcast. Yay, Stephen. Sorry has given me tough love when I needed it and also taught me to give myself a little grace. Thanks for it all. Can't recommend her and her book enough. Thank you, Stephen. I'm glad you love the tough love. You know, I adore all y'all. And if you haven't uh, given us a review, head over to trialguides.com to do that. Or if you're wanting to review the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, I thank you in advance. Well, today we're talking about the four types of nonverbal intelligence. Y'all know that I'm a nonverbal intelligence expert. No, I am not a body language expert. So let me explain the difference. Nonverbal intelligence, I say, has three parts. So it's first, awareness of what you're communicating nonverbally and what other people are communicating nonverbally, which is what we're going to talk about today. Two, adaptability. So once you're aware, changing how you're communicating non-verbally, depending on what's happening in the moment. You know, commu- good communication is all about timing. And three, authenticity. That you are not doing things to be gimmicky or attempting non-verbal uh, gestures to try and manipulate. That this is all authentic. Now, that doesn't mean that you are not doing things that are uncomfortable or you never tried them before because that is a learning curve no matter what you're doing. So it's not about being uncomfortable. It's about being inauthentic, meaning doing things that are gimmicky or manipulative. Manipulative. So again, nonverbal intelligence is the awareness, adaptability, and authenticity piece. And that is what I work on with people. So I'm mostly working with your nonverbal communication, and there is some on here's what you're noticing or here's what you can notice in others to inform you for that adaptability piece. But body language experts do where they watch someone's nonverbals out of context. They don't, they're not the person communicating with them. That's what I mean by out of context and are looking at it in terms sometimes even just pictures and then making up stories. Yes, I'm going to say that about what that body language means. I do not believe that you can do that. And I don't believe it's a worthy pursuit to do that. In fact, I think y'all have so many things that you have to do that, you know, watching someone's body language and trying to determine what it is that they're thinking is just craziness. So there is a part of watching other people's nonverbals. We're going to talk about this, but it's not in the way that you see in, say, People Magazine. Okay. 
So now that we've got that done, let's talk about the four types of nonverbal intelligence. So when we talk about the awareness piece, that's really where we're going to focus today. I'm not going to talk so much about the adaptability piece, but there are really four levels of awareness that you need to have. And of course, there you adapt in each of these levels, of course, but I want you to be thinking here today with your introduction to this about the awareness piece. So the first type or level of nonverbal intelligence is awareness of yourself. So this is where it all has to start. If you have no idea, which most people do not, of how you are communicating nonverbally, you cannot be nonverbally intelligent. I'm just going to come out and say it. You have to have an intimate view, an intimate knowledge of what the hell you're doing nonverbally before you can increase your nonverbal intelligence. So what does this mean? Well, you can work with a coach like myself or other coaches at H2H, but the number one way that you can increase your awareness of your nonverbal communication is to videotape yourself. This is why we give a video assignment every month in the H2H crew. And if you don't know what the H2H crew is, head over to fromhostagetohero.com and you can read all about the crew. We reopen um, in October. That is our, our, our launch, but we're going to have a little mini launch in June. Make sure you don't miss it. Um, but in the H2H crew, we give them the assignment. Now, part of that is for group dynamics, right? You know, again, if you've been following me, that groups form through interaction. And so, of course, when we're in a virtual platform. It's hard to have a group form, but the videos really help the group and the H2H group boys that ever form group. Those people love and adore each other. Why? They're seeing each other on video and getting to know each other. But the main reason that we're talking about that here today is that that video gives them awareness of what they're communicating non-verbally. And that is huge. I videotaped practically Every single thing I did, every seminar, every meeting with a client, everything that I did, but not so much meetings with clients sometimes, but mostly just me presenting so that I could go back and watch and see all the weird shit I did because y'all, we all do weird shit that we have no idea that we're doing. People ask me, how are you such a great public speaker? And thank you, by the way, for saying that. I tell you, it's because those first five years I watched everything back and really got clear on what it is that I did and it was doing non-verbally. So you have to increase your sense of non-verbal intelligence. And I suggest that you videotape yourself, even if it's just you talking to the room, right? In your office. Let's say you don't do speeches very often and you don't have an opportunity like I do to, to watch yourself back. Get a video camera, get your phone, just start to know what your non-verbal quirks are. In our Path to Mastery program, it's a small group coaching program that we offer only to H2H members. Our nine trial attorneys go through a 24-week program learning the H2H method. Yes, you have to be H2H crew member to be part of that program. The first assignment they have when they are wor working with their nonverbal coach is to just get a baseline. What and how do you communicate nonverbally? Let's just take a look. We're not going to fix anything. We're not going to do anything. Just... Here's what you do. You do this weird thing with your hands. You tend to sway. You to have a lot of ums. Whatever it may be, the first rule of business is to just know it. Get aware of it. That's the first level 
of nonverbal intelligences. What are you doing nonverbally? The second level of nonverbal intelligence is what are other people doing nonverbally? Now, we're getting into some kind of, you know, shaky ground here when I just told you that we don't read other people's nonverbals. Well, we don't in isolation or out of context, but we absolutely do read other people's nonverbal communication when we, the person, are communicating with them. That's either from a stage with a group or one-on-one or in a jury situation or with your spouse or ordering coffee or whatever. You definitely want to watch people's nonverbals when you're communicating with them. Why? Because that takes us into that second piece of nonverbal intelligence, which is adaptability, right? When we're noticing how our communication is going, we can start changing things and adapting things to make sure that good communication happens. So once we're aware of our own nonverbal communication, then we can focus our communication on what other people are doing. And that's the second level. And that's a really important level because so often we make up stories. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on stories. <laughs> we make up stories based on what we're noticing in other people. And oftentimes we're wrong. So we have to get very clear, not only that we need to understand that watching other people when we're communicating with them, that's the piece that most people are missing, that that's important, but also what do those things mean? And again, we're not going to go into this is what the person is thinking. We can never know what people are thinking from their body language. We say that again. We cannot know what people are thinking from their body language, but we can know some things. And I'll talk about that when we, and I go to the story. I think, in fact, I have a a podcast on um, reading other people. I'm not sure. I should have looked that up before I started podcasting. But the point is, is there are things that their body language can tell you, and that is the second level or second type of nonverbal intelligence is now you're watching others, okay? The third type of nonverbal intelligence is groups. So how, why are groups different? Because you said watching others, that's, that's plural. I mean a formed group. Once a group forms, the group now has and will form its own culture. And based on that culture, if you understand it and know how to work with it, you're golden, right? So this is where we're really heading. This is why I don't talk a lot about group dynamics in the podcast. I don't teach a lot of it in the H2H yet because it is, as you can see, the third level. It's more higher level nonverbal intelligence because now you are aware of what you're doing. You're noticing what the individuals are doing in the group, but you're also aware now of the group culture and how the group is reacting. So for example, when you have a formed group, you can watch how they respond to individuals in the group and how those individuals are doing things. And that gives you a lot of information. In the book from Hostage to Hero, I talk about where I was there to help select a jury in, in a small county out here in Oregon in a, um, a case where the anesthesiologist had molested patients while under um, anesthesia. And so when we were doing the jury panel and doing the voir dire, I noticed that one of the jurors was just terrible. I mean, she was just like, you know, I color code them and she was red. So she was like, we got to kick her off if possible. But when she spoke and when she talked, and you've heard me say this story before, probably if you watched me or listened to me, the group wasn't having it. 
they were done with her. And so we ended up leaving her on because the group said non-verbally, she's not a threat. We're not going to listen to her. We're not going to take her into consideration, right? So that is a very high level of nonverbal intelligence. And quite frankly, that's the reason why I'm often asked to come because I really can't do much more at jury selection than you can do. Real, or that, well, let me say it this way, that someone else in your office can do. I want to put it out there right now. Let's just get real for a second about jury consulting. I think, I don't know if I should say this, <laughs> but I think that picking a jury in many ways is, is there's no science to it. People want to tell you there's a science to it. I don't believe there's a science to it. I think the best that you can do is have a kick-ass voir dire that uses powerful questions and gets to resonant conversations and gets your group gelling around your your themes and you source your opening from the jurors. I'm going to do a podcast episode on that. I've got lots of ideas before I go on medical, medical leave. And that if you do that, it, it's 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 much easier to pick a jury and to see who's for you, but that bringing me in is not going to add much to that or anyone from our team, except when it comes to the group dynamics piece, because that's such a high level. You may be focusing on the resonant conversations on the level two and the level one of, you know, your nonverbals and the other nonverbals, but that third level, that group dynamics level, you may just need an extra pair of eyes. And that's where I come in, right? All of the work for voir dire and, and jury selection, 95% of that is done before you get there, right? The good questions, the practice, the, the mock juries, the, the really understanding your themes and, and what you're going to ask and how you're going to pivot and how you're going to facilitate. All that stuff is on you and it's great stuff. But if you kind of hand over the power of jury selection to a jury consultant, that's where things just get messy in my mind. It's firmly in your hands to be able to pick a jury. My team coming out or me coming out is there to lend you this group dynamics piece because that's the piece that people, it takes years sometimes to develop, quite frankly, that knowingness of the jury. And um, that was my little pivot <laughs> over there. I, I just, I, I know we want to get this as scientifically based as possible, but my dudes, it's just having good conversations and talking with people and listening to what they say, which really brings us to the fourth ultimate level. And I've been using that word level, and so I hope that's not confusing because let's go back. The first level or first type of nonverbal communication, or I'm sorry, intelligence is awareness of yourself and of course adapting your nonverbals as needed. The second is awareness of others, and they're the, they're the ones that tell you that you need to adapt, um, which takes us back to the first one. And the third level is awareness of groups. Once that group is formed, how are they communicating? What do they want as this thing, not as 12 individual things? So that brings us to this fourth, ultimate, top level. And you can go back to my podcast, The Three Levels of Listening. Uh, we talk about the different types of listening, but this is the level three listening. This is where nonverbal intelligence just is on steroids because level three listening is really listening for what's not being said, what's in the room, right? What the feeling is, what the vibe is. I, I know I'm getting all, you know, weirdo on you here, but I'm telling you, this is where all the good stuff is. When you are able to 
recognize what you're communicating non-verbally, recognize what individuals are communicating non-verbally, recognize what the group is communicating non-verbally. Then you get to kind of transcend into this what's needed now space. And you start to listen and watch for things that aren't being said. You tap into the collective environment of how things feel. You can tell that the group feels scared or that the group is with you or that the group wants you to go this direction or the group wants you to not go that direction. That's the level three nonverbal intelligence is taking everything that you're seeing from yourself, from the individuals, from the group, and making decisions from this higher intuitive place. That is what we're training everyone to do in H2H crew, by the way, is that they're working through getting more awareness of themselves and others in groups so that they can get to the space where now they get to play with their intuition and, and really dive in deep and get rid of it's a saboteur free place, which is what's so great about it is that you just start going with your gut reactions and your intuition and things just start working and it doesn't feel like it's, it's work. It feels fun and exciting. Coach June in our program has definitely made it there. I mean, every time you talk to that guy, it's all about, (laughs) this is so much fun. And wouldn't it be great for you to get there? Well, if you want to get there, the first thing I'll take you all the way back is to start by getting awareness of your own nonverbal communication and continue to follow me for how to watch for all the others. I'll be podcasting as I can, but H2H crew is really the place to learn all the things we talked about today. Head over to fromhostagetohero.com and sign our waitlist so you can know when we open again. It's a great place, a great community for you to practice and learn these things as you master the H2H method. All right, my friends, lovely being with you today. Talk soon. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then.